0: Hey, just quickly, before we start today's pod, I just launched my new course, Unleash Your Potential, which is happening in early January. This is for aspiring professional rugby players. I'll be teaching you strategies and frameworks used by the world's best. And in it, you will learn how to consistently perform at your very best, while enjoying it more than you ever have. There's limited spaces in the course and you can enroll now through the link in the podcast description. Dan Carter said recently, at the start of my career, people would think there was something wrong with you if you were getting help from the team psychologist. By the end of my career, they'd think there was something wrong with you if you weren't. Hey, I hope you're keeping well. I'm Brian Moylet, former rugby player, now mindset and performance coach. And welcome to the pod. This podcast is about well-being and high performance. And in it, you will learn how you can be happier, more fulfilled, and more successful. I recently wrote the book on how you become a pro rugby player, Forward by Robbie Henshaw, which went to number one in the charts, and you can get this now on Amazon and Audible, with the links in the show notes. Please connect me now over on social media, at Brian Moylet and at Offfield Rugby. If you enjoyed the pod, please subscribe to it, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening now, and also, you can send it on to some friends. Would really appreciate that. All right, we'll get into today's episode. Cheers. Hey, all keeping well. Today, I'm chatting with Jake Collie davis who shares content around SNC, Rugby SNC on Instagram. That's where I know him from, which is at Caradoc underscore conditioning. Yeah, shares some brilliant stuff there. And that's where we connected probably, I don't know, 18 months ago or so. So um, yeah, great to have you on for a chat.
1: Yeah, oh, thanks for thanks for having me on. Looking forward for this.
0: So, chat to you about your background in rugby and S&C.
1: Sure. So um, yeah, I'm I've, I'm a rugby strength conditioning coach. I guess I guess you could say. Um, so I work predominantly with rugby players. I was always interested in rugby, but was a little bit absent from the from the club rugby scene when I was younger. Um, I did. Rugby through high school, uh, through sixth form or college, and then really picked it up when I came to uni at Cardiff Met, which is um you know quite quite known for its rugby. It has a really good rugby program. Has um pushed out quite a lot of you know good rugby players, professionals, and, and internationals and stuff of recent. Um and so I spent a lot of time doing it there. My my degree that I was doing at the time when I started off was a bit of a, a mixture. So it was sports conditioning, rehabilitation, and massage, which was. You know, quite broad. Um, and then I went on to do a masters in strength and conditioning. I did my rehabilitation placement with the Cardiff Met rugby team. Um, but yeah, during during that time, uh, a lot of kind of stuff happened. It was over the COVID period, so we we lost a lot of um, you know the kind of stuff you can do in person. And uh, as you know, a lot of the stuff I do, it, it's online. And so what I've done is essentially adapted to that, put online loads of stuff and allowed me to you know create my business and coach people online now so um, i kind of doing things a little bit in reverse to how a lot of coaches go about things it's usually you know do things in person um, and then they might kind of migrate to the online space I've kind of you know gone against the grain and done that um, not really by my choice but but yeah that's, that's that's kind of where where we're at
0: cool and so you what decided to jump on Instagram and just start making content there and reaching people
1: there yeah yeah so initially when i did it it wasn't going to be rugby focused so um it's kind of gone that way um i've kind of been led that path i i'm very happy about that to be honest i've always been heavily ingrained in the rugby culture you know i've throughout all of my time at university i was in houses with you know groups of people who only played rugby so was always involved in that was obviously playing rugby at the time um, and I was putting out content that was more more general so here's how athletes can do xyz um, that you can apply it and obviously when you're training rugby players you can apply everything that you're doing to them to other athletes as well but um, I've just decided to really niche down and and target it um, to the rugby audience which means I get to work with people um, I really like people who are involved in rugby. I think they've got some great, some great cracks some great banter. Um, I like the fact that they actually enjoy the gym as opposed to some of these other sports It's actually a chore to try and get athletes to get into the gym and, and do these things, whereas you have got a lot of, of, um, you know, gym freaks that, that, that play rugby as well. So it's kind of, um, a bit of both, which has been really good. So yeah, started off doing jet more general content and have made it more specific towards rugby now. I'd probably say over the past six months to a year, it's really started niching down to that. And uh, yeah, everything's been going great and growing really well. So really good decision, I think.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And how did you find starting out making content?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's difficult at the start. You know, it's it's a skill like like anything. The more you do it, the, the more comfortable you get, the faster you get, the better you get. Um, it's obviously a big step mentally putting yourself out there um i mean f- for me on my instagram for example there's like a quarter of a million people who are watching me every single month and you know when you try and picture that amount of people like in a room or watching you or something that that's stressful that's really stressful um and so You've really got to. I've I've had to develop a lot over the over the time since I got more followers and more viewers, and kind of just not worry about what other people think. I mean, you have to to a certain extent because you have to look at how people react to your content and then change it so that you do better with the algorithm and all all these things. But I've had to do a lot of work on myself to not kind of be reactive to the content that I'm putting out. Um, But it's been great, and it's it's allowed me to develop in other aspects as well. So putting out that content is has allowed me to just get more confident in general. Um, and I really recommend it. You know, if you want to get involved in, um, in sport, you know, social media is a fantastic way to get eyes on yourself, um, and talk to people and connect with people that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, as I'm, you know, I'm sure you're aware. Um, it's been great to to connect with people all over, all over the country, um, and all over the countries. So, obviously people well, like yourself you're pretty far away from me right now um I've got, I've got athletes that i currently work with that are in new zealand and australia um in in uh in america and obviously a lot of people in, uh, in in and around the uk but brilliant decision and my whole business is built around the fact that i've done the social media now so love it
0: yeah cool it's so true Just say you you have to stop caring about what other people think which is yeah really powerful and I found that as well starting out like the first step is the biggest one and then it's kind of gradual from there on isn't it and you're you kind of have these it's literally everyone has the exact same you have these thoughts like oh what will they think what will x think but it's something you want to do and then every time you put something out every time you get past that uh or worry about what someone would think you care less
1: yeah yeah absolutely and when it started out it was more i'm worried about what my peers might think or what other people that i know might think and then it kind of transitioned to you know what other players might think and now it's a little bit more what other coaches might think that's my kind of my kind of next journey but as long as the content that you're putting out as long as you're being authentic you're not trying to you know, pretend to be somebody else or somebody that you're not because that takes a lot of energy. Um, so that's really important. But also, if you know that you're doing it for the right reasons, it doesn't really matter what other people think. So that's probably the um, the, the biggest thing I've had to think about over over the past year or so, for sure. So smooth sailing from here, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, no, uh, it's always with, uh, there's always challenges with growth, but um it's so... Yeah, it's so true what you, yeah, what you mentioned there and chat with me then about like your business. So like people all over just what you work online or how, how does that work? Just, yeah, spell it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So essentially, um, well, we'll take it to the, the social media and how that kind of integrates into it because that's the the centerpiece of everything that i do so the two birds one stone is that number one i get to put out content and i get to help people so people get free content and that's fantastic because people need that Um, but the second thing is also there's 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 always going to be gaps that are left from the content that i put out now i don't personally leave any gaps out purposely um but It's very hard to look at the videos that you're watching and then apply that into your own program and get everything perfect. So there's always going to be people that if they've got the um, if they're in the financial position to um, sign up and get involved in coaching where I can coach them, teach them how to do it for themselves and help them through it and just improve. Um, improve their performance and help them through the whole thing so that's the two birds one stone is that i get to help people and put out the free content but it also um is is my entire marketing for my business so social media marketing which is really cool um and then that feeds into uh basically a few different services that i offer so i can go about just making a program for somebody and like very hands-off here you go here's your personalized program and we'll leave you to it And then we've got, um, one-to-one coaching where I'll run through, you know, make them, I'll do some testing. I'll make them a program. I'll support them through it and give them access to extra resources, you know, webinars, um, and support them through the whole thing. Basically, as if you were there in person, coaching them through something, doing whatever you can online to, to basically do that and help them through. And then other little, um, Basically combinations of those two. So I'll contact people, I'll make their programs, I'll support them through the whole thing, um, and yeah, give them as much support as possible. Basically, to help them grow, and that, that's that's my business as a whole.
0: Cool. And what are the typical type of people clients that are coming to you?
1: Um, so I'd say well. Predominantly, well, predominantly rugby players i have got a couple who are so it's mostly rugby union there's a couple of sevens players there's a couple of referees there's a couple of um tag odds tag um all kinds um in reality it, when i did start out as i was saying i wasn't just in rugby and so i've still got a few uh, athletes that, that um, are kind of over from that and i will get athletes who watch and follow my stuff because they know it can be still be applied exactly the same like i'm I'm a strength and conditioning coach first, not like just a rugby strength and conditioning coach, and that's you know the the principles are all all exactly the same. So it is mostly rugby players, it is mostly rugby union players, but there is the odd league, um, sevens, referee, you know, tag or odds tag, all kinds of different sports. Predominantly between the ages of like sixteen and twenty five, I'd say um but there are a couple of outliers if uh sometimes i work with athletes who are between like 14 and 16 and will work closely with like their parents or guardians to to support them and help them all the way through that um and obviously there's quite a lot of returning players that have had a lot of time off after the age of 25 that are looking to get back into it they're not necessarily expecting to have you know um to, to start up a career um but it's just more about getting back to it some of them can still, you know, you can absolutely play your best rugby past the past the age of twenty five and um, thirty and onwards. And a lot of people don't seem to think that. But at the heart of that is strength and conditioning. Honestly, if you want to be able to keep up um, with some of the younger lads who who, who who don't who can get away with not doing it, you really got to kind of centre around that. Um, so yeah, that, that's essentially it. Um, but the kind of gap that we're hitting uh, that I'm trying to target just people that aren't already involved you know i'm not trying to take people away from a strength if they've already got strength and conditioning involved in their team because that's super important even if i think that you know my methods and whatever i know is better than that the fact that they're there in a team environment and doing it um doing it all together is really really valuable i'm not trying to take people away from that but the people who don't have access to some an in-person coach or you know a uh in a an academy or in a university or a sport or a college where they've got all of that that's going to be where the bulk of these people are coming from really
0: yeah and yeah it's interesting you mentioned there how oh you can play your best rugby after 25 and you're a bit younger than me and i know when i was younger growing up yeah you i don't know you You think it's you have to have made it when you're 20, 22 or that you you need to be when you're 19 or 20, you need to be the strongest, fastest on the field. And there's just you feel this real urgency or pressure, whereas what I've found Mm. is that you obviously mentally you learn a lot along the way you become more experienced smarter all that stuff and so mm-hmm. that's why the players in their early 30s look at this african team and all these players when in are early 30s they're the ones who are world class and the i think that your is it your testosterone peaks when you're like 28 29 or something like that and so you just see yeah like you're always building your body it's something that I say to players that you're not going to peak until you're 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. Like you there's something really wrong if you as a rugby player are peaking at 21 or 23 or 25. Do you know what I mean? If if it's downhill from 25 there's something you're you're not doing something right. So if it's building your body, if it's building, you know, the mental side if it's building your career it's i think it's really important to understand that it's um yeah you're building all the way so if you don't make a team when you're 18 or 19 or 20 the gains that you can make even physically when you're 22 when you're 23 is wild
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely especially if you have not been doing what you should be beforehand so you know there, there'll be a, there'll be a lot of younger players that that are coming into professional or um, you know international where they're, they're pretty young and you can see they've still got loads of muscle um, to to pack on. They've still got a lot of that, you know they can still fill out their frame, and these kind of things take take time. Um, and you know they've obviously got these inherent qualities that they, they they've been blessed at blessed with, obviously. Um, but there's still still so much time to make that make that improvement, and um, all of them coming in. In the early twenties, yeah, you would hope that they've got still got their best rugby to play. Um, and for those people who haven't necessarily, you know, done, been doing all the strength and conditioning, or even been involved heavily in the rugby um, in like their teens or whatever, you've still got such an opportunity to to play some seriously good rugby. Um, so if you're that kind of person and you're listening, don't don't be afraid to uh, to, to go for it. You know, you still got plenty of dreams, hopes, and dreams you can chase with that.
0: Yeah. And what would be some of the, I don't know, I know there's probably no typical session or what would be some of the things that people would be working on that come to you and you say, oh, let's, let's work on this.
1: Um, so I, I like to work on everything all at the same time. So it, in terms of periodization is how we'd structure that out. Um, you, I, I like to call it like vertical integration is what is what people call it um and so what we'll do instead of us doing like a block so like we're just going to do a, a gym strength block where we, we're not doing running or sprinting for weeks on end or we're just going to do a speed block where we're not doing our, our heavy lifting and our, hyper, our hypertrophy and muscle building we kind of do everything at the same time because especially with rugby you know the off season is short you do not have a very long time to Be in bad shape. You have to be able to run and pass and play and do all of these, you know, activities at the same time. So you have to do that all in one. So what we'll do, your your general session, if we're in the gym, will be doing something to warm up. We'll do some faster stuff, so some power work. So if this is for the lower body, um, we might do jumps. We might do some pogo hops. We'll then work um, a little bit further down the speed spectrum so we'll go maybe like some hang power cleans or some dumbbell jumps something where it's loaded a little bit um but you can still move it quite fast then we'll have a main strength movement like your back squat then we'll have um, some assistance exercises or some exercises that are there to to stop you from getting injured or to work on some little little extra areas so it will always follow that 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 similar structure um, and just kind of leap extra on that a lot of people think that they need to have really specific programming, um, like for their position. But in reality, the most important thing is that it is, is tailored to that person themselves. Um, when you get really, really advanced and people are trying to copy these workouts from, uh, from the international players, that's cool. That's fair enough. You know, these players have, um, you know, spent the past 10 years building that base and you are not that person. You don't have the same muscle and, you know, um, movement that these people do so that's where you're going to make the most progress is by focusing on that not copying what they're doing with the really specific stuff when they're surrounded by you know five um sports performance analysis um and um and coaches and strength conditioning coaches that that can give them those really specific details you know you just got to focus on you know running faster jumping higher um and, and lifting more weight and putting on some muscle, essentially. That's the most, that's the biggest misconception for sure.
0: Yeah, great point you make. And that's, yeah, really interesting one on a few levels. In that you mentioned there about yeah. a certain program for a certain position. And you look at, say, Nemanin Nandolo, he's retired now, but probably 130 kilo Fijian winger. And then, johnny may i don't know what he'd be maybe 88 or 90 maybe if even i don't know or you know these Mm -hmm. uh, so like just very different people very different players as well you know and Mm -hmm. i think that's a big issue that young players maybe all players make is that they look at say oh i'm playing seven and you look at i don't know a certain seven on tv and you you try to get to be him or you look at a certain, even tens, you look at tens, like there's so many different style tens or anything. There's so many different style, anything. And you need to, yeah, first up, start from who you are. Like, what are your strengths? Like say, if it's an S and C thing, if you're a winger, whose speed is your thing, then work hard on that speed and keep working on it and get your, the rest of yourself competent and maybe even better than competent or whatever. But um, if you're a, a power winger, you know, don't give up lifting weights and just focus on speed all the time. To, you know, it's you got to stick to your strengths and not try and be someone else. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot. you know, make your strengths your strengths um, and bring up your weaknesses. Don't try and, you know, make your strengths your weaknesses, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, the, the, this is a big thing with, all players thinking that they need to be the same. Um, you know, there are like, there are, there are tens, centers, flankers that are like completely different shapes, completely different play styles. And if you've got a certain time, type of play style that you want to play that, and, you know, you, you've spoken to your coach and your coach says that you want to play in that play style, it might be completely different to what 90% of the other people in your position are doing, but go for it, you know? Um, if you are somebody who needs to pack on a bit of size to hit a crash ball, um, because that's what you, you know, you've decided you want to do and you want your job to do and your coach is on board with that, then your training is going to be completely different to, um, maybe somebody who's decided that they want to be a bit faster and lose some weight, even if your position is exactly the same. Um, and then with the difference between the, you know, the beginner, the advanced, the elite, the internationals, like they are just you're so far away from from where they are. You can actually make more progress, way more progress, doing different things. They're trying to squeeze out an extra one percent out of doing these really, um, you know, advanced-looking exercises that are really specific to their position. You don't need to try and overcomplicate it to squeeze one percent out. You can undercomplicate it and squeeze ten times the amount of progress that they are. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be adding. Um, you know, 20, 30, 40 kilos to their squat every season, you know, or every year. Whereas when you're starting out, you can do that. So why would you try and overcomplicate it and, you know, get get worse results? Um, That's Probably one of the biggest things for sure.
0: Hey, Brian here. I work one-on-one with rugby players, helping them perform better on the field, enjoy it more and maximize their careers. If you feel like there's more in you and don't want to have regrets down the line, head over to offfieldrugby.com now and book a free 30-minute Zoom consultation, and the link is in the show notes. On the call, you talk to me about where you're at now, what you would like to achieve, and I'll show you how I can help you get there. You then go off and decide if you want to invest in yourself and move forward with the one-on-one coaching. For teams, I do mental skills sessions over Zoom. Players will have mindset shifts on the call, but also they'll get exercises to practise going forward. So it's like an S&C programme, but for your mental strength. If you're a coach or manager of a team, you can book a free 30-minute Zoom consultation now as well on offfieldrugby.com. If you have any other questions, you can get in touch with me through my social media, at Brian Moylet, at Offfield Rugby, or the website offfieldrugby.com. All right, cheers. We'll get back into today's episode. Yeah, spot on. That's exactly what I was, when you were talking about that, yeah, I was just thinking exactly that. You can just jump on a squat and you just the gains you'll make from there versus you see sometimes clips or watching YouTube and they're doing some mad exercise that you know will target I don't know some small muscle and yeah with the I actually chatted about it in section two of my book and the the example I used was um Manu Tulagi and Henry Slade both play thirteen or they both play twelve they both play the same position essentially but like if Henry Slade started trying to be Manu Tulagi he'd never get there. And if Manu Tulagi started trying to be Henry Slade, he'd never get there. And both themselves would lose what makes them who they are in the process. So it's, um, yeah, it's really important to stick to your strengths. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And chat with them about um, the making content. How long do you... Because as you said, that's kind of your... That's your marketing for your business. That's your how you get out to people you're not on a gym floor per se and how how's um yeah making videos and how long does it take as their class and in the last yeah just i suppose getting better and better
1: i appreciate it um yeah i'm put, putting in the work you know it's it, time wise it's it's getting it's getting easier you know um now that i have uh like i feel i like to film my sessions because you know, I encourage other people to film their sessions anyway. So of course, of course, I'm going to do it. Um, the two birds, one stone from that for me is that, you know, I get to see that and then make improvements in my own training, but also once I've got that, I've got that. And if it's a, if it's a good, um, if it's a good video, um, and it's a good demonstration of an exercise, I can use that on, on my app. And so people can watch the exercise and see the demonstrations of how to do the exercise. So I build up a whole exercise library of new exercises that I try and test and um, and you know I can then coach people with um, but also that content is there filmed it's on my phone it's on my computer um, and I can overlay that into um, when I'm video editing and stuff when I'm talking about things so that once that's there that's obviously I'm going to keep refreshing it and bringing new things and improving it but that's there and I can pull them instantly uh, if I if I had to film everything, all of these clips you know as i did it you know th- the time would be it'll be hours for every single video but once it's there and i can do voiceovers and i can talk about it and I've, I've got the ideas it's probably about a minute a second so for like a 30 second video about 30 minutes if i'm doing like a longer video maybe an hour um probably something like that and uh but it, it used to take longer than that and it used to be worse so we're getting more efficient we're getting a little bit better at the same time as i appreciate you you noticed i'm glad it's glad it's going noticed um but yeah it's you know I, I don't mind it it's um you know other people when they do work they have to go somewhere else to work i can sit on my sofa and i can edit uh, i can edit a video and to me I quite enjoy doing it it doesn't seem too much like work um i'm very very fortunate with my job as a whole really being able to do things from home being able to go to the gym and film and call that my work and it's it's me working out and doing a bit of editing my camera for two hours you know it's uh for me it's a break during my during my day but i get to count it as work so it doesn't take too long i'd say probably um five to five to ten hours a week for filming and editing and everything
0: cool yeah it's funny like you mentioned at the start sometimes at the start it takes you a couple hours just to give get the g yourself up to actually talk on a camera or (laughs) it takes you a couple of days even to get the courage
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but now it's now i've kind of you know, I'm. I'm not. I'm, I found out what I want to do. I found out how I want my videos to look, how they want to be edited, how I want to talk, and the tempo and the mannerisms and everything. And, and now it just comes naturally. Now it just comes naturally. And that will be the same for anybody who, who who starts making videos, making content, or editing. It is hard at the start. But you just got to be consistent. Um, the benefit is is at the start, no nobody's probably going to be watching you, so you haven't got anything to worry about. Um, you know there's a lot of pressure on me now we're having you know how many like thousands of people watching my stuff if i make a slip up i know people see it and if i do something that's not up to scratch i know I, I see that it's reflected in the views i know um that people have seen that and thought you know that's not as good um so at the start when you've you, you know you've only got your friends and family um a few hundred people maybe watching you when you start out take the risks have a bit of fun and you, you do nothing to worry about for sure the only kind of people that are, that are thinking negatively about it or judging you, obviously, their opinions not really doesn't shouldn't really matter to you anyway, right? So get get on it.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. A great point you make there, and it's something important. No matter what anyone is doing, is that we always worry like, oh, what will they think? But the they that you think about, you don't even care about them. You don't even like those people. Those are negative naysayers that. Are, you know they're unhappy and they're bitter and they try and cut everyone down and you're afraid of what they'll think about you, but yeah, literally, you don't even care about what they think if you, if you think about it in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, not, you can apply that to so many things. It's not just about about the content um we we as humans i think uh, are used to the, the the world revolves around us because that's all we kind of have to perceive around it and so we we do something we think that people are gonna like react to that and but we're not that important we're not that important to them they've got their own things to worry about you know if i slip up on a video um and they spend a few seconds thinking that wasn't very good. They've already gone to the next video and they're thinking about something else. Or if they really do have that time to to really think negatively and react to it and all these things, that again they're not going to do that for very long because the deep down they're not very happy and they'll go back to thinking about how unhappy they are. So yeah, you, you really got nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah, spot on. And yeah, it's funny. I am um, on that. I a couple of weeks ago I was i was in the gym actually and i was chatting to someone else and they were we we're just talking i don't know how we got onto this we we're just talking about content or something like that and how controversial things i put out a, a clip saying i thought i put one out saying i think ireland are going to beat south africa the fur yeah and they did um but then at the time there was like a, load, a good few South Africans under like oh you'll you'll know all about it on Sunday da, 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 da. and it was like me just like just predicting it wasn't even that I'm Irish it was just me predicting like oh I think Ireland will win anyway then I the guy, guy was saying like yeah it's when you put out something like that kind of riles people up you'll get way more views and likes and then for the crack I literally kind of like had a not had a go but like kind of riled up South Africans again and then like the comments, like hundreds, maybe, I don't know, thousands, like, you know, it's it's I wild.
1: It. I did see it.
0: Yeah, and it's like funny, it's funny, I literally was like, and a couple then I saw, I don't even look, I don't look at the comments, but one, one. I, I you know, you see your notifications, one person just put up a fishing emoji, and it was like, yeah, but um, it's just funny, these people, and I used to, when I was younger, comment on videos online, like get angry at instagram on reels and start commenting and it's like when i look back at the me that did that wow that poor fella
1: yeah yeah it's just it it is just projecting it is just projecting but um oh yeah on yeah on that on that topic i I do find myself doing things that are obviously a little bit clickbaity but you know um one of the main things that you want to do is get people to talk about the things that you're doing. Um, and any publicity is good publicity and you've got to kind of embrace that. If people are sharing my posts between people in group chats saying, Oh, look at this guy, wish they are. I'd be naive to think that they're not doing that. I know that I know that people are doing that and I know that people close to me have probably done that, but that, that then brings me more engagement. Um, again, going back to the, the, the kind of point that I made at the start, if you are, doing it for the right reasons and you've and you're happy with the reasons why you're doing it then none of that should worry you because you know deep down why you're doing it and you know what you meant by these things um one of the things that i found hardest about making the content or at least starting off and talking about things especially because i'm i'm quite you know well i'm i'm well i'm 25 i'm quite young on the scene in terms of coaches you know i've only finished my masters um early earlier this year i graduated in may um there there's obviously coaches in the scene that have been around there for for five years decades um in the social media space it's obviously a lot smaller time frame it hasn't been around for that long but still i've only i've only had my account for for two years um since November um and there's been people who have had it for you know triple that so for me it was you know are they are they gonna like i do I have the confidence to kind of put things out there and say, you know what, this is what I think. And you have to understand that everybody is putting out their opinion on something. Nobody knows anything for absolute fact. Um, the kind of the things, the people that do the wrong thing are going to be the people that are doing it for the wrong reasons. My content has changed and my stance on a lot of strength conditioning and lots of other things has completely changed over the past couple of years. If you look through my videos, you'll be able to document that. But the whole way through, I've just been trying to help people and say what my honest opinion from my whatever whether you think I've got a lot of experience because compared to some people I do compared to others I don't have as much experience of them as them but uh yeah you've just got to kind of be like this is why I'm doing it and make the content and people are going to appreciate that and get on board and that's why it's been able to work for me I guess
0: yeah no it's spot on and it's like something you said at the start it's you're not trying to be anyone you're not like you're not trying to be somebody who has 15 years international snc experience you're not you're trying to be you and the you is uh a lot of people are liking the you you know what i mean and um and then another thing is uh yeah i thought about this recently i think there was a saying is um today's headline is tomorrow's fish wrapper, or you know like you know people like people the you people forget about things so quickly you know like like Mm i say if you made a slip up in a video or if you like what and we we dwell on that in general in life people dwell on that but when you take step back you really don't realize like you know like 99% 99% of people would not remember your content from a year ago or what your videos were like or mine or podcast anything or people wouldn't it's just what you're doing now you know which is which is good so when you slip up it you know it'll be all good soon or it's grand
1: yeah, yeah 100% you got you got to be able to take those risks and you can we can apply that when you're out when you're out there on the pitch as well you know all of these kind of things that we've spoken about you know if, if somebody's going to if you've, if you've made a little slip up and somebody's going to you know absolutely tear you for it and and not let it go then they've got their own things that they're worrying about and in the and in in the same thing you've got um you know you make one tiny little slip up you don't think that the player that's seen you do that has made a, ever made a slip up you think that they're going to be thinking about your little slip up more than their slip up absolutely no chance you know so take the risks and, and have a bit of fun don't worry about it
0: Yeah, it's a brilliant point you make there. And one of the biggest questions, things I get uh, DM'd on Instagram from people or when I'm working with teams or doing talks, it's uh, I'm afraid of making mistakes. And the reason they're afraid of making mistakes is because the other players will shout at them, the coach will shout at them, whatever, whatever. And it's difficult because you know if you're 16 18 20 you don't have the the experience or the foresight to understand what you just said is anyone who would shout at anyone else for making a mistake when they're try when they're giving 100% effort has something wrong with them like they're yeah there's something wrong with them simple as like it's just not the way to go about it fair enough if someone's not giving effort and i've never seen that i've never really seen on a rugby field someone saying i'm only going to half i'm not going to half ass this you know but if someone's not giving effort you can call them out but if someone's trying their hardest and they make a mistake and you cut them down for it then yeah you have an issue there
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you gotta gotta make the mistakes you're the the more, as you make more mistakes, you will realize that making, mis- you'll get more comfortable with making mistakes. Like you said, it's just that experience. I mean, you learn way more from making the mistakes than you do from anything else. Um, whether that's in the, or, you know, out on the rugby pitch, whether it's in the weight room, I if, if I, no, nothing's going to teach me to, you know, not to do something than me do it and you know, put myself out for six weeks, right? I'll probably not, not, not want to, not want to do that again. So, the making a mistake and you got so much more to learn from it. Um, I mean, like the 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 push of making a mistake and not wanting to kind of do that is is always going to be m- like more, uh, like stronger to you than doing something and that pulling you towards it. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you learn. Yeah, essentially you learn through your trial and error or that's it's going to be more I think maybe men are worse at this but um, you know you can get told something like oh don't do this you know because that'll happen but then you're like nah I can do it that's all good and then you do it and then you're like mm-hmm. no actually yeah oh I see
1: exactly exactly go push it go push the limits a little bit
0: yeah One when you're talking there one thing I definitely took me quite a few years to understand is to not always trying to max out and go mad heavy when I'm doing legs. And when I was growing up, you do a leg session and you can't walk for three days. And it was just rinse and repeat the cycle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, do you know what, actually, this is just for a, a little gem there, but this is something that a lot of people who gym um, and people who play rugby really struggle to get a grips on with, with training their legs. Um, the biggest mistake is, is, is doing like a, a whole leg day. Like, hammering your legs with loads of volume. And then on a Monday and expecting to be able to sprint and train on a Tuesday, like it's not going to happen. You want to spread, spread it out. You don't have to go all the way to failure. You're going to be able to lift heavier weights more frequently, um, and and get more improvement if you're not absolutely destroying yourself. Um, but yeah, spread it out. If you like just a real easy example, if you want to do six sets of a, like a quad exercise, don't do it with all six sets on, on day number one. You could do three sets and three sets or you could do two sets, two sets and two sets spread along the week. Um, you're not going to make that mistake. But everybody's, everybody's done it. Everybody's trained legs too hard. Well, not everybody, but most people I'd hope have trained legs too hard and then have to suffer in training or suffer in a game day, um, whether that's from an injury or just being so sore that it's excruciating. Please don't stop training legs because of that. You want to uh, make sure that you're just doing it right.
0: Yeah. And I definitely would have at times been like, oh, I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> yeah. And then the questions you got through when you said on your Instagram that you're coming on here, um, one of mm-hmm. the main ones you said is pre-game rituals, <laughs> getting in the right headspace. So I suppose you chat, first of all, from an C side, what a weekly program could look like um say someone's playing a game on a saturday and they're mm-hmm. they're training tuesday thursday what mm-hmm. could their program look like to help them be in the best shape saturday because that's another thing to help you get in the right headspace if you're if you sore legs from a heavy squat session you're going to be you're not going to be in a good headspace on saturday because you're thinking mm-hmm. my legs are shot um I'm not good so yeah chat first up on the snc side
1: yeah yeah for sure so you wanna we kind of spoke about this just before we, we uh we, we we got started with it all um but like taper off towards the weekend so saturday is your big day Sunday is probably going to be you know recovery um, or something very light if you've got the opportunity. Then you've got you know real good opportunity Monday and Tuesday where you're nice and recovered from the from the weekend um, and you're not so close to the game that you're going to have a big impact on it. So those are going to be some of some of your bigger days. Um, I like to do especially in season when we're on like a Tuesday Thursday would be like an upper body, a lower body, and a full body session. So you might do lower body on a Monday. Um, or an upper body on a Tuesday. Um, This is just one example, obviously. There's many, so lower body and then upper body on a Tuesday. Then do a little bit of like sprint training, maybe change the direction um, before your training session, and then you've trained on the Tuesday. Wednesday, you can have as a bit of rest. Maybe you can do whatever kind of extras you want, some skills, some active recovery, whatever it is. Thursday... You're probably going to do a full body session in the morning and then you've got again some sprints and um, some training on the thursday you've got friday then to you know maybe do a bit of uh, like a power up session again rest some extra recovery we're not really trying we're not trying to generate any extra fatigue on that friday because we're just trying to recover from we've done what we've done the week before so nice and condensed at least a day's rest between our games um pretty much always trying to get a rest in between when we're doing, you know, intense sprint training or maybe intense gym training. So like leg days, full body days. Um, but you're tapering off so that you feel, you know, physically and mentally nice and fresh and ready to perform. But also when you get to that game day, you haven't done so little that you're thinking I've, I've underprepared, right? So you've still gone to your, both of your training sessions. That is the most important thing. Never skip a training session, especially if you've only got two of them for a gym session. Never, ever, ever recommend that. It's the worst thing you can do for your rugby. Um, yeah, that's that's essentially how we go through it.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And yeah, something there you mentioned is um, I was chat when I was chatting with Peter Dooley on the podcast here. He was with Leinster at the time, and he's now with Connacht. And he said something like, "Monday to Friday is your, or Monday to Thursday evening is your preparation time." and you get your week right and you know be diligent get all your work done your gym your rehab your training your skills get it all done and he said have a preparation cutoff time and this is what they do in leinster and that could be thursday evening it could be friday lunchtime but after preparation cutoff time it goes into match time and match time is a time to relax it's a time to let go of all the preparation you've done the work the work is done you don't need to worry about it anymore. You can let go of it all and you can just go and play and just have fun, express yourself. And you, you can just park all of that, you know, not worry, but um, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. I need to get this done. Park mm. it all. And I think that was a really good um, thing that they do, which is essentially what you said in a different way. And I suppose just following on from that to help you mentally is There's a million things, but another big one, I think I chat about this in chapter eight of the book, but um, pre-match routines. So having a pre-match routine the morning of that you do every game will help you a lot. So we as humans, we like routine. We like the known. The unknown scares us. And that's why before a rugby match, you'll have nerves because a rugby match is the unknown. We don't know what will happen. There's 30 players out on a field. Anything could happen. We, we have no predictability. We like to be able to predict things. And so the morning of a game, say if your game is at whatever, have to, you want to have the same morning, the same pregame as you always have to the best of your ability. And the way to understand, like, well, what what should I do, Brian? Think back to games that you've played really well in. So when you've played really well, what did you do before those? And then take ideas from that, because that'll give you clues, that'll give you answers. And then another one is, look, if something is off, it's not a game changer. It's just there to help you. So if you have picks in the morning and there's only cornflakes, that's not going to be the reason, you know, you're flexible in it as well, so yeah, you're flexible in your approach as well. That would tie into if you're doing a gym session, and mm. I don't know, the barbell isn't there, you can use the dumbbells. It's similar.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was just gonna ask on that then, so kind of leading into it, what are your what are your thoughts on like the really strict, rigid superstitions? So you know, players who get really, really attached to you know it having to be this way, um, obviously. I'm sure it can be really helpful, but if that doesn't go their way, that can be pretty bad, right?
0: Yeah, it's not good, in my opinion. It can be helpful, like you say, if everything, if their superstition... So what the superstition is, is them being stuck to... They think that their power comes from putting their boot on a certain way. Their power on the field and their brilliance does not come from putting their right boot on before their left boot. Straight up. Everyone knows that. But it's an underlying anxiety and an inability to let go of control, which look, there's a lot of work to unpack there, but superstitions are not good in that way. Um, Yeah. Like you, the reason you play well is because of you. It's not because of putting your underpants, wearing green underpants or wearing blue underpants or something. You know what I mean? So, Mm. but Look, people who have superstitions will then, like you said, it could be a good thing. People who have them will say, "Oh well, Brian, when I put my right boot on for my left, I feel really good and I I play well." Yeah, that's there's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of things unpacked there, and it's um, it's not it's not good because you should have the control. You're in control. You know what I mean? It's not like you say your superstition could be to have. Two breasted of chicken with your pasta, or I don't know, have salt over your pre-match meal. But then you go to a hotel and they don't have the the right orange juice. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you are not mm. in control.
1: Can you flip? Can you flip? Can you flip it the other way around as well? Like w- when you do something bad, you are almost shifting the blame away from yourself. And like you know, that wasn't my fault. I, I this, this, this was because of this, this, and this. Is that like it seems like a bit of an escape? Do you know what I mean? Like not being able to take accountability and put those changes in, right? Just saying, nah, it's just gonna be because of this routine.
0: hundred percent, yeah, that's a good um, yeah, good angle to look at it as well. a hundred percent, yeah, and yeah, it's ultimately you, It's always you. you know, like if you do something well, it's because of you. If you do something poorly, it's because of you. Like you have to take ownership on everything. like you can't. You know you can't go through life yeah you just have to take ownership on everything and that's freeing as well
1: Mm. it's hard it's hard to get that point across though as a coach because um especially like doing online coaching and stuff i'll have varying degrees of people who are um you know very like they've, they've got their accountability and their it's is great you know they understand that everything is because of what they're doing and then there'll be other people that, that come up with loads of excuses and this is why this is that this is why it's that um and it's it's, it's not useful sometimes um whether it's in co- whatever kind of coaching um to say to somebody everything is your fault right you've got to kind of soften it and and kind of be like well this if this happens you've got to do this if this happens it's because of this and this um, it's, I got got to tread carefully. I, they, and especially um, from my perspective I want I want people to, to to listen and learn, but ultimately stay on board of me for as long as possible because that benefits both parties right It benefits everybody. Um, and you don't want to say stuff that's going to scare, scare somebody off and trying to force the fact that everything that's bad that's happening to them is their fault is is, is pre- pretty pretty rough pretty tough pill to swallow.
0: No, you're spot on. And that's the art of coaching. Like what you're, that's what, that's what coaching is essentially. So, you know, with anything you can, you can read coaching books and there's whatever you can, you know, you can get all these coaching things, but you can't just take what you get in a book and say it directly, use it directly on someone else, copy and paste, you know you have to see the person you have to understand the person you have to know the person you have to see where they're at in their development like which is what all all of what you've just said Mm -hmm. and you then you know if you're yeah you then decide what how to coach which is helping how to help that person get to the next step and like you said and it's probably you know if it's a younger person it's you're just helping them get the next step, the next step, the next step, and yeah, um, that's yeah, that's that's what coaching is, which what you've just described. And some mm-hmm. just going back, I just had a thought: is the superstitions? I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm not an expert in this, but I'm sure it leads into OCD. Like I'm not a, you know, that yeah, that essentially. For, I was chatting to Simon Rennie on the podcast, mental health person, and. Look, OCD is a mental health um, condition or, yeah, whatever the word. And that's what that is, is obsessive compulsive. That's superstition. Like, I must have this. I must do this. And so mm. that's why when I said there's a lot to unpack, it's um, there's probably, yeah, there's probably a mental health um, angle to that. Being wildly superstitious definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. definitely definitely
0: yeah um what's the the future for you or the the plans going forward
1: it's a great question um you know what things have like i said i've only been doing um the social media side of things for two years and that's i i couldn't it's hard for me with the way the, with the rate that things progress um you know think some things have really stalled some things have absolutely shot up gone parabolic um it, it's really hard for me to put predictions especially time frames as well right um like i'm going to be doing this next year or i'm going to be doing this in three months i find i find that really hard um obviously with the new year coming up it's been something that's been on my mind um i've really been trying you know wrap things up ready to start afresh um i know a lot of people don't like You know, like new year doesn't mean anything. I actually really do enjoy it. And it really gives me an opportunity to just put things in one box, put things in the next box, get things, you know, give myself a push to finish the things that I said I would have done this year. And if they're not done, I need to get them done so that I can essentially forget about them going into the new year. I don't want to take any baggage in. Um, For me, like I said, I've kind of worked in reverse. I started online. I really want to start doing more in-person stuff. So there will be a point at some point um, over the next few years where I'm going to have my own facility where, where, you know, I've got got a gym or something. Um, However big or small it is, I don't really mind. But for me to have my own space to record where it can be quiet, I can film content inside the gym, I can take people in there and I can coach them Um, ideally bring in a group of people and be able to you know coach these rugby players all together that would be that would be fantastic for me um but kind of feeding into that i want to go out to rugby clubs and and do like speed and agility workshops so um a lot of coaches you know amateur amateur level coaches all kind of age groups um especially at the lower levels their friends they're coaches of friends that they're definitely not strength conditioning coaches that can give the kind of insight into the mechanics and how to structure a session that i can and so i want to go and do some stuff like that for free um which would be really helpful i'd it'll be you know fun for me um, i'd be able to develop my skills as a coach yourself so i kind of want to go down that route um but just can continue what i'm doing really with the social media and with the with the online coaching everything i'm doing i'm trying to get better at so it's just about making those small little percentage improvements and and if it's, you know, 1% better or 5% better in my content and in my coaching, you know, in my, in my delivery of things, all of that added up together makes the whole coaching experience for the athlete, you know, hundreds of percent better. So that's just my, that's my goals at the moment. Pretty vague, I think.
0: Nah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, that's what, all what true. What about yourself? Um, for me interesting to ask I because I've just been thinking about this the last two days three days the last week is that for me a part of it's going to be doing less so I've found that I've just taken on too much doing too much and so I recently got and I haven't actually said about this too much on here but I got a head coach job of a club here in Christchurch Shirley Vikings which I'm like buzzing about I'm So excited. Cheers, yeah. So that's what I I just love doing is coaching rugby. Like, that's what I see myself as. That's what I am. That's what I do. Like, I'm a rugby coach. And I do a lot of other things as well, like talks in schools and wrote the book, the podcast. Um, I started writing another book. And the other book is something I'm just going to put on and so that I can focus 100% on next season with the team and just you know I don't want to be spreading myself too thin and then take it away f- and have it take away from the rugby coaching so yeah rugby coaching is number one and then the mindset and performance stuff like I'm going to be in with a couple of other teams like schools and other teams around here and I work with teams online and that's what I love as well because it's pretty much rugby coaching too it's yeah so those focusing harder on those two things not that i haven't been but just really yeah focusing in on them so um yeah we're in preseason at the moment and just making sure that uh yeah we have a great year next year
1: great yeah yeah no you know this is something in strength the conditioning especially like the spreading yourself too thin thing is is really really important you know we're like we said, we're trying to develop, we're applying this kind of to the training side of things. Now we're trying to develop all of our qualities at the same time, but but you can't actually do that. Maybe if you're a complete beginner, right, you've got to give some things priorities, haven't we? Um, And sometimes it's just about letting things tick over, keeping them going um, where they're at. Not everything has to be progressing at the same time. Um, And if everything's progressing at the same time, other things are probably not progressing as fast as they could have. And, that's something I I really struggle with, especially when like, you're doing your own business. You got to you know do little dribs and drabs of absolutely everything. And uh, I got pretty bad ADHD, so I'm a sucker for trying to might you know do little bits of everything all at the same time. Um, and going into 2024, um, like I said, putting things in boxes, setting myself some targets, and going do this and and do it well. Don't don't be a jack of all trades and a master of none. Try and try and really get good at some certain things. That's what I'm going to try and do.
0: Yeah, so interesting to say that. Have a, I, li- I chatted to two people recently on the podcast about neurodiversity. Have a listen to those podcasts. You'll really enjoy them. So I pretty much have I've not been diagnosed with ADHD, but I'm pretty sure, certain that I have it as well. And like that, I could just be doing 10, 15 things at once, just doing a million things at once. And like you say, you kind of think when you're running your own business, you think that that's that's all positive. You're like, look how busy I am. I'm doing all this mad stuff. I'm doing a bit here. I'm doing a bit there. And, But yeah, uh, you need to have an ability as well to concentrate on a couple of things or to just hone in a bit on a couple of things because yeah, you become a jack of all trades. You're not, you're not really doing anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 100%, 100%. Yeah. Well, brilliant stuff. We will leave it there. And so,
1: Instagram, the best place for people to find you? Yeah. At Caradoc. Uh, oh, no, I don't actually know. If you search Caradoc Conditioning on any social media, I'll come up. So Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, li- literally everything same same kind of handle. Um, I think it's on Instagram. It's at underscore conditioning. Yeah, it is so bad. I don't know that. <laughs>
0: Cheers for listening into the pod today. If you're new to the pod, welcome. Be sure to check out some earlier episodes and subscribe wherever you're listening so that you get the new episodes when they're released. In my mid-20s, I began studying the mind, and that led me to playing the best rugby in my life and enjoying it so much all the time, like regardless of results. Whereas when I was younger, there were highs and lows. And it felt uncertain, like I was on a roller coaster. But then, when I began developing and harnessing my mind, it felt like I'd absolutely cracked the code. Now, I work one on one with players, and yes, I help you overcome challenges and we do mental skills work so that you can consistently perform at your peak. But I also help you expand your mind and grow as a person. You know the way you often feel like you have more in you, you have more to express, you have more to bring, and it kind of gets frustrating when, yes, you're getting some results, but you know you have more inside you. I help you bring that out. Every single player that I've worked with 101 for over 12 months has made a team that they didn't think they could make in that time and or signed a new increased contract that way more than covered the investment that they made in themselves for the one-on-one coaching if you're a player or coach and would like to learn more head over to offfieldrugby.com now and book your free 30-minute zoom consultation with me through this podcast i want to help millions of people live happier more fulfilled and more successful lives because i absolutely know that it's possible If you want to be an absolute legend now and help me out, there's three things you can do. First is to share the pod. You can send it on some friends, share it on social media and simply just tell people about it. Second, you can leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening now. On Apple Podcasts, when you click into the pod, you can scroll down and there's an option to leave a review and up to a five-star rating. And on Spotify, when you click into the pod, On the left-hand side, you'll see a little star. You can click on that and then leave up to a five-star rating again. And third thing, lastly, just make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Those three things, sharing the pod, leaving a rating and a review, and subscribing really, really help the podcast grow. Helps us help more people. So thank you so, so much. Please connect with me over on social media. Instagram is at Brian Moylet, at Offfield Rugby. LinkedIn is Brian Moylet. And any thoughts, questions, feedback, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. Thanks a mil for listening today. I really, really appreciate it. Be good to yourself, get after it, and I will see you next week. Cheers.